0: Hello and welcome back to West Bank Bible Church Podcast. I'm Dave, Pastor Merritt's still recovering and we are still praying for his recovery and he is listening uh, via the podcast as well. So before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember First John 1, 9 as may or may not be necessary. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today asking that you open our minds and our hearts that we may take in your word and be better stewards of the teaching. Help me with some of these words that give me such trouble. And dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, thank you, thank you for all your many blessings. Bless this word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Today we're on lesson number 37 in the book of Daniel, if you're following along in the outline. Just as a reminder, you can go on the website, select book of Daniel, and number 37 is where we are. Last week we finished the teaching uh, the doctrine of the poor and then completed the exegesis of Daniel 3-4. And then when time ran out in preparation for further analysis of Daniel 3, 4, I was about to give you an expanded translation of Daniel 3, 4 through 8. And let's go ahead and do that now, which drops us down to to the bottom, or the bottom third of page one. Then, to attract the attention of the racial, geographical, and linguistic entities assembled, a herald cried out the following command, which was interpreted and imparted to all those assembled. When you hear the sound of the cornet, like the brass sections, the flute, the woodwinds or reed instruments, harp, the ancient kithara, sackboot, a high-pitched string instrument, spaltry, the great-grandfather of the piano, dulcimer, it's a bagpipe, and all kinds of music and percussion instruments. You are to fall down and worship the golden image. Those who do not worship the image will be thrown into a fiery furnace and burned alive. Not pleasant. The band began to play, and all the people fell down and worshipped the image as commanded, except for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Several members of a priestly caste peeked and noticed that there were three very conspicuous Jews who did not bow, so they asked and received an audience with Nebuchadnezzar. One of the jealous priests reported that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not bow. Now let's take a look at the great celebration event and the problems it caused for three young, brave Jewish Christians. Picture thousands of people assembled on a great plain. Every eye was turned toward the brilliant, golden image gleaming in the sun. Remember, this extravagant display of precious metal was 90 feet tall, so it was possible for everyone to see it. No doubt, a great babble of voices arose as the throng of observers explained in wonder at the dazzling sight. Note the Chaldean Empire was composed of people, racial divisions, nations, geographical entities, and languages. This was a great day for Nebuchadnezzar. Heads of state and other notables had come to view and admire his latest symbol of success. Surely there had never been a potentate with such great wealth and power. To complement the pomp of the ceremony the great Babylonian band was on hand with its various categories of instruments. There was no small combo of two or three musicians, no chamber group, but rather it was the ultimate symphonic orchestra. Remember the purpose of this music was to arouse the emotions of those listening for that reason. Conscience and common sense would succumb to emotional claptrap. These people most likely had no common language, but the music was designed to tap their emotions. Music is sometimes used to avoid thinking. Let's look at the doctrine of music for a moment. Singing is one of several acts of worship to be done in the local church. The others being prayer, giving, the communion table, and teaching. Singing is authorized in every dispensation, including our own church age. Singing will even be done in heaven and enjoyed by all. Singing, therefore, is one of the many heavenly metaphors used to describe praise for the Trinity in a state of ecstatic joy. Revelation chapter 14, verse 2 and 3 And I heard a sound from heaven like the roar of rushing waters and like a loud peal of thunder. The sound I heard was like that of harpists playing their harps. And they sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures of the elders. No one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the church, from the earth, I should say. This song is no doubt very specialized and relates to the great evangels of Israel who functioned during the tribulation. There is symbolic singing mentioned in Revelation chapter 5. In chapter 5, we have a specialized song of praise. This song praises the victorious Christ who is the only one worthy to release the seal of vindication. In Revelation chapter 5, verse 1 through 14, we have a dramatic presentation of first the book where the events of the tribulation are written, and then the portrayal of Christ authorizing their implementation. Christ is the only one who is worthy to open the book. In verse 9, a song of praise, and it reads, And they sang a new song, You are worthy to take the scroll, and to open its seals, because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Singing, when done correctly, is an emotional response to God, and we respond from the doctrine which is in our souls. James chapter five verse thirteen: Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Colossians chapter three sixteen. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Singing when you are happy and full of gratitude is a natural response and an appreciator of what is in your soul. Without doctrine in the soul, however, it's worthless. The first musician was Jubal from the family of Cain. Genesis 4.21 His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all who play the harp and flute. The Levitical system of worship used singing to teach doctrine. Moses as the supreme priest of God, sang praises to God as the God of war and victory. Exodus 15, 1. Then Moses and the Israelites sing this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. This was a praise song for killing the Egyptians and saving Israel from certain destruction. There were certain Levites who played musical instruments as part of the Levitical worship services. First Chronicles 23.5 4,000 are to be gatekeepers and 4,000 are to praise the Lord with the musical instruments I have provided for that purpose. David and his military commanders needed chaplains to inspire their men and to orient them to their reason for fighting. Notice the chaplains taught the Bible accompanied by the musical sounds of a giant choir made up of the sons of Asaph, Heman, and Judutham. 1 Corinthians twenty-five, one, David, together with the commanders of the army, set apart some of the sons of Asphah, Hemon and Jejutham, for the ministry of prophesying, accompanied by harps, lyres, and cymbals. Musicians and singers were stationed at the gate of the city, no doubt to provide pomp and ceremony when David reviewed his valiant warriors on their way to and from battle. First corinthians 1642 Hemon and jejutham were responsible for the sounding of the trumpets and cymbals and for the playing of the other instruments for sacred song. the sons of jejutham were stationed at the gate. Music was part of Solomon's dedication of the temple second Corinthians chapter 7 verse 5 and 6. And King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 head of cattle and a 120,000 sheep and goats. So the king and all the people dedicated the temple of God. The priests took their positions, as did the Levites, with the Lord's musical instruments, which King David had made for praising the Lord and which were used when he gave thanks, saying, his love endures forever. Opposite the Levites, the plea, the priest blew their trumpets, and all the Israelites were standing. When Hezekiah rededicated the temple, he also used music in his dedication ceremony. 2 Corinthians chapter 29 verse 20 through 25. Early the next morning, King Hezekiah gathered the city officials together and went up to the temple of the Lord. They brought seven bulls, seven rams, seven male lambs, and seven male goats as a sin offering for the kingdom, for the sanctuary, and for Judah. The king commanded the priests, the descendants of Aram, to offer these on the altar of the Lord. So they slaughtered the bulls, and the priest took the blood and sprinkled it on the altar. Next, they slaughtered the rams and sprinkled their blood on the altar. Then they slaughtered the lambs and sprinkled their blood on the altar. The goats for the sin offering were brought before the king and the assembly, and they laid their hands on them. The priest then slaughtered the goats. And presented their blood on the altar for a sin offering to atone for all Israel. Because the king had ordered the burnt offering and the sin offering for all Israel. He stationed the Levites in the temple of the Lord with cymbals, harps, and lyres. In the way prescribed by David and Gad, the king seer and Nathan the prophet. This was commanded by the Lord through his prophets. Trumpets sounded as David himself sang and praised the Lord in the book of Psalms. David commanded a song be sung during the Levitical ceremony to teach doctrine. Psalms chapter 40, verse 6, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have pierced. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. For the negative legalist, who felt so pious about attending Tabernacle and the bringing of their animals and their offerings, the song must have seemed strange. For those who were positive, however, the prophecy of the Messiah must have been comforting. Psalms chapter 40, verse 7 and 8. Then I said, Here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will. O oh my God, your law is within my heart. Music, like all worship, when not a result of the consistent use of the two power options, can be a substitute and a tool of Satan to keep people away from the transformed mind. Amos, though he lived in Judah in about 750 BC, he traveled to Israel in the north to warn, to warn of their reversionism. Certainly, to include the misuse of music. Amo, chapter six, verse one through eight. Woe to you, who are complacent in Zion, and to you who feel secure on Mount Samaria. You notable men of the foremost nation. To whom the people of Israel come, go to Calneh, and look at it. Go from there to great Hamath, and then do go down to Gath in Philistia. Are they better off? Are they better off than you? Two kingdoms, is their land larger than yours? You put off the evil day, and bring near a reign of terror. You lie on beds inlaid with ivory and lounge on your couches. You dine on choice lambs and fattened calves. You strum away on your harps like David and improvise on musical instruments. You drink wine by the bowlful and use the finest lotions. But you do not grieve over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore, you will be among the first to go into exile. Your feasting and lounging will end. The sovereign Lord has sworn by himself. The Lord God Almighty declares, I abhor the pride of Jacob and detest his fortresses. I will deliver up the city and everything in it. Amos warns the careless men and women of Israel that their recklessness will end in disaster. Trust in the mountain of Samaria is sometimes understood to mean confidence in the great power of the mountain fortress of the city. It could, be, it could equally be well understood as a reference to the feeling of security and confidence in new newfound gods of Samaria. Singing is very often a liturgy and a substitute for true worship. An outward show can never be a substitute for worship inside the soul. There were certain priests designated as singers by Nehemiah after the return to the land. They were led by Ezra in the singing of songs and the playing of musical instruments. Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 27 through 29 At the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with songs of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. The singers also were brought together from the region around Jerusalem, from the villages of the Detothalites, from Beth-Jugal, and from the area of Jeba and Nazmaveth, for the singers had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. Verse 35, as well as some priests with trumpets, and also Zechariah, son of Jonathan, the son of Shemaniah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Micah, the son of Zakur, the son of Asphah. Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 36, and his associates, Shemaiah, Zerel, Mealiah, Giliah, Maya, Nathanael, Judah, and Hanani, with musical instruments prescribed by David, the man of God, Ezra the scribe led the procession. And then chapter 12, verse 42, and then verse 45. And also, this is chapter 12, verse 42 again. A whole bunch of names that I'll have trouble pronouncing, so the end of that verse, minus the names, is the choir saying under the direction of Jezreel. They performed the service of their God and the service of purification, as did also the singers and gatekeepers, according to the commands of David and his son Solomon. We've already seen an example noted by Amos of the use of music in a state of reversionism. During the 8th century, but people in every age have used music as a substitute for true worship. Isaiah, as a prophet to both the northern and southern kingdoms, lamented the misuse of God's ritual. Remember, ritual without reality is evil and useless. Isaiah 5.12 They have harps and lyres at their banquets, tambourines and flutes and wine, but they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord, no respect for the work of His hands. Isaiah 14.11 All your pomp has been brought down to the grave. Along with the noise of your harps, maggots are spread out beneath you and worms cover you. The Chaldeans' response to music was the worship of idols. Daniel 3.5 As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music, You must fall down and worship the image of gold that God, Nebuchadnezzar, has set up. Many of the psalms were sung in praise of God. Psalms 100, verse 2. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Psalms 126, verse 2. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. All the Psalms were at one time sung, and they all have a doctrinal message. A few examples. Psalms chapter 33, verse 1 through 6. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with hearts, saying unto him, with a solitary and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Psalms chapter 8, verses 1 through 8. I'm sorry, Psalms chapter 81, verse 1 through 8. Sing for joy to God our strength. Shout aloud to the God of Jacob. Begin the music. Strike the tambourine. Play the melodious harp and lyre. Sound the ram's horn at the new moon, and when the moon is full on the day of our feast. This is a decree for Israel, an ordinance of the God of Jacob. He established it as a statute for Joseph when he went out against Egypt, where we heard a language we did not understand. He says, I removed the burden from your shoulders. Their hands were set free from the basket. In your distress you called and I rescued you. I answered you out of thundercloud. I tested you at the waters of Meribah Salah. Hear, O my people, and I will warn you, if you would but listen to me, O Israel. Psalms chapter 108, verse 1 through 6. O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake, psaltery and harp, I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people, and I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great above the heavens, and thy truth reacheth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens, and thy glory above all the earth, that thou beloved may be delivered, Save with thy right hand and answer me. And a final example is chapter 150, verse 1 through 6. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. There was even a death march sung in Psalm 119. On their way to slavery, many of the people of God were positive. Chapter 119, verse 15 and 16. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget the word. Angels are the stars, say some, saying when the heavens and earth were created. Job 38, 7. While the morning star sang together, and all the angels shouted for joy. That completes lesson number 37 in the book of Daniel. As always, thanks for being here. Look forward to being with you next week. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son and providing us this glorious word. Bless us this coming week and bring us back here with you again next week. Anyone out there in the sound of our voice without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, remember, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Until next time. So long.